0: Hey, rock stars. I'm JB, expert salesperson and master presenter. I'm the doctor, psychologist, and behavioral expert. This is the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab Podcast.
1: We're high-performance coaches that help service-based professionals and entrepreneurs take their skills to the next level. 70% of
0: entrepreneurs fail, which is why every week we have real talk with real entrepreneurs to help ensure you are not one of them. We're also the inventors of the Be Rich Mindset. Where we rise to mastery, inspire greatness, celebrate knowledge, and help others along the way. So join us in the lab. And now, on to the show. Welcome back to the lab. I'm JB. I'm the doctor. If you are a returning listener, I'm going to say the same thing I say every week. Thank you so much for joining us again, as I'm certain you've already done. You've given us that five-star review, haven't you? You liked us, you followed us. If you're watching on YouTube, you've even subscribed. You're our favorite people, and we are grateful.
1: You're making favorites, which I, I agree with. I'm agree with those are those are our favorites.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, they already scored like ten thousand points. So if you're a new listener and you want your ten thousand points, I'll tell you what: by the end of this episode, if you think you learned something, you got something good out of our conversation. Then go ahead. Give us that five-star review. Give us that like, that follow, that subscribe. We want to get in front of more people, give more wisdom and insight out there, make more impact. And the only way we can do that, quite frankly, is with your help. So this is me asking you for some help. Will you help us?
1: Look at these puppy dog eyes. Come on. Give us some help. Then you could be our new favorites because I like to replace my favorites every once in a while.
0: He's been trying to get rid of me for like two years now, I swear. Just the other, other hour, he was telling me how he wants a super friend troop of doctors. And I'm like, well, the JP is a good credential. I, it counts for something.
1: We, we all need sidekicks. You <laughs> still be there.
0: I'm going to get rid of him. Replace
1: you. I didn't say I was replacing you. I was just adding some some super friends to the team. Yeah, yeah, some super friends. I I'm not I'm not
0: super friends. Has anybody watched that 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 show on on Netflix Umbrella Academy? This is totally off topic, but like Umbrella Academy has like all these superheroes except and they're all siblings except for this one this one girl who's not super at all and they all just ignore her. That's how I feel right now, doc. I'm feeling ignored. You can't make me feel ignored.
1: I can't imagine you ever feeling ignored. Well, you know, you're right. I um, I don't let that happen very
2: often.
0: I don't. All right, all right. Enough about us, you and your special friends, and me, refusing to be ignored. I'm super a, I'm super friends. Super, su- super friends, super super friends, super super friends right. <laughs> I'm super pumped. We got a, a, a good friend and colleague joining us today. We've got Mr. Dan Nunez from Closed Mortgage on the Nunez Mortgage Team. Dan, what's up?
2: What's up, guys? How you doing?
0: Fantastic, man.
2: Could you See, hear Steph? us,
0: by the way, while we were going through this whole thing right now?
2: A little bit. I, do, I have watched uh, Umbrella Academy. Um, so you I'm know pretty, what I'm talking I, about. I do like that show, yeah. It was
0: cool, yeah. It was cool. Well, <laughs> I'll Soon tell me. you what, Doc. I am an awesome Banya, okay? I, I rock that.
1: You're something.
2: Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, you know, it was long enough. long enough that I don't have the character, so I don't have which character I am. Unless Fanya is not in the Umbrella Academy, then I'm just totally off in general with that reference.
0: <laughs> well, well, I've, I've seen your videos on the gym, so you're the big, you're the big Jack dude. Um, that, that's that's your character in the show, whatever his name was. Is that John Cena? I feel, I feel like that's John Cena or something. <laughs>
2: John is a man, um, and well, don't compete Cena, with that can, that profile yeah. pic you were rocking a while back.
0: All right, <laughs> from the Spartan. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> be like I want to be like him when I grow up.
0: Those my younger days, man. My younger days. Uh, Dan, do us a favor, dude. Just kind of share share with our listeners and our viewers who you are, kind of what you're doing today. Um, just give them a little bit more perspective around that, if you can, because we know you, but they don't know you.
2: Cool. What's up, guys? I go by Dan. Dan the Mortgage Man. Dan. Dan the Money Man. Dan. Dan the Marketing Man just Dan Dan or plain old Dan. Sometimes you get called David, but uh, (laughs) uh, today and currently uh, residential uh, and commercial lender, um, I feel like based on the current markets and what we have going on, we'll probably talk a little bit more about our our commercial things, that opportunity, um, and then just things that kind of got us there. It's almost something personally I've fallen into, not just the lending, but Um, You know, I appreciate that whole process and evolution of how we got there, Um, had that conversation with someone today and really described it as getting, as just falling into it. And so, um, you know, sometimes when you verbalize something, you then look back and say, wow, I really did. And try and try and take that apart. So um, mortgages, loans, and just pretty much anything that comes away. Right on, man. Uh I don't know if, yeah. (laughs) We're in Fort Lauderdale. I've known uh, JB and the Doc here for a few years. We were just catching up and sharing how it's, uh, you know, there's that two-year leap with COVID, and uh, it's it's been some time. We got to get ca- caught back up, other than just random texts on potential opportunities together.
0: Yeah, dude, um, and it, it's been it's been good knowing you so far. So uh, you know, the COVID years notwithstanding, uh, it's been great getting to work alongside you a little bit here and there. Uh, Dude, you gotta tell me, I, I mean, I know personally your, your background would not exactly have screamed mortgages and lending back in the day. Kind of how'd you end up where you're at? And, and you share a little bit just kind of about your background too so our, so our listeners kind of know what what you're about before you started in all this.
2: Absolutely. Um, I, If we go education wise, I was studying chemistry. I grew up in Jersey. Um, went to Florida for, for chemistry program, uh, over at Stets University. If we have any listeners out there, go Hatters, very small school. And I get excited when someone knows of the name at least. Um, but, uh, finished up my, <clears throat> my chem program, uh, decided, you know, med school was not really what I cared about. It was really just the entrepreneurship of being a doctor and instantly having some, uh, a good amount of income flow, uh, right after the college, right. Or whatever, you know, level of school. And so realized business was really what I needed. Uh went to grad school for business and then had to decide what am I going to do, right? I didn't know what industry. I just knew that I wanted to make money. I wanted to talk to people all day. I wanted to help people. Um, and I wanted to be able to kind of build something that runs on its own so that way I can just invent other things. If you know, if we have enough time, we'll get into all the millions of little things that I I get into. But um, so long story short, I was coming home from an interview, uh, again, back when I was finishing grad school. And uh, this is when LinkedIn first uh, opened up the one click apply. And that's, I saw a mortgage lender applied. And then I got to thinking and said, uh, you know, I love real estate. I never wanted to show houses or uh, have to be available on the weekends, which I am if you ever need me. but. Um, Everyone kind of thinks I'm your typical banker for the most part. So if if I'm speaking with them before eight or after five, they're like insanely appreciative of that. And so uh, I I love kind of, um, I guess, taking advantage of that opportunity. Um, And that's, yeah, basically just on a random LinkedIn job post, uh, saw the industry, dug deeper, and now I'm here to stay.
0: You know, it's funny, dude. Sometimes, uh, you know, we can be very deliberate about what we end up Do doing. Do I remind
2: you of your mom back in the 90s or the 80s? A Diet Coke? <laughs> All our listeners a are
0: a like, AB. what is he talking about? <laughs> uh, but we could be deliberate. But, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing because in my life, I can tell you, I certainly, like, I fell into stuff too, right? It wasn't necessarily like, a very intentional for a large part of my career. Well, I wasn't super intentional about what I wanted to do. Like I got out of school and I was like, I knew I wanted to do something with money, which is like, wow, congratulations. You're like <laughs> 99.99% of other people. <laughs> but yeah, I went into financial services and then I kind of, you know, I, I, I wholesaled for a number of years, but I really fell into that. I just got introduced to it by by somebody who who really was struggling to get his series seven license at the time and he, you know, Wholesaling required a series six, which is a little easier to get. So he brought me in and that 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 kicked off the career. Uh
2: and you said, Well, if you can do it, then I can do it. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean no shame on your friend, I'm sure. I'm gonna yeah.
0: I'm gonna brush them shoulders. I had the seven already. I was, <laughs> I was good to go. But um no, I, I mean his introduction for me, his inability to get the seven was the best thing that happened to both our lives. He's an incredibly successful wholesaler today, still in California, absolutely a dominant force in his marketplace in the world he's in uh just crushes it uh so his inability to get seven was the best thing that ever happened in his life uh but but really man i mean we don't always have to be very deliberate about where we end up sometimes just kind of allowing life to take us along giving something a shot it is really worthwhile i do got to ask though uh serious serious question dan you said you just wanted to talk to people all day after doing this for years do you still just want to talk to people all day be honest
2: dude (laughs) I'll be honest man it depends on the type of conversations (laughs) but people ask me what I do and I just say I talk to people on the phone all day (laughs) um you know I'm not like a cold caller or some marketing thing it's just there's always something going on some sort of you know again not have to all do with business uh I mean mortgages but it's just Caroline my my other half she'll uh she's just like can you get off the phone finally like it never ends there's always something new something different and um you know that's kind of what i what i wanted was basically the conversations to lead to money where i don't actually have to do anything after that right like either connecting or coming up with something and then putting other people in place you know so i just want to be able to talk and have that turn into money honestly
0: <laughs> so do you think are mortgages the best way to do that i mean is that the intention just kind of stick with the lending and the mortgages or there you got other things in mind what are your thoughts around that
2: um so kind of back to you know where you were saying where you know we fall into it right we all have this like because i you know what do we want to blame movies tv media you know thoughts on you know you grow up knowing exactly what you want to do you go to college just to study that right and at the end of the day college you know or or secondary school really just teaches you um you know how to learn how to think logically right the basis of just understanding and that anything's attainable and you know, that nothing can really stop you. Um, And uh, it's just being ready for opportunity and kind of being able to take that on from there. So mortgages was a great spot for me to start. Um, I never thought of it as, you know, I never thought of myself as doing one thing. I've always said, you know, I wanna have 1% of 100 businesses and, uh, you know, make 100% of the money and do 1% of the work, right? And so that thought is not just lazy, or that I just sell things off. It's more so of, hey, you know, JB and the doc, we come up with an idea. Let's all do the part of the the idea that feels like no work to us. And if we have to bring on more people, let's do that. And, you know, mainly more so because of one, I want everyone else to succeed around me. And two, because my mind is just constantly running, I'll never actually do anything, right? <laughs> so bringing someone on and more people on is kind of what helps me get everything else done, right? Um, so have a few opportunities, um, you know, one, I wanna do this like golf cart rental business. I feel like there's two row, there should be a guru, right? Like I'd love to have rent a golf cart for a hundred bucks for the weekend, and but more so I'd rather, I'd like to own a golf cart. I just feel like, you know, I like to buy things that are either gonna make me money or cover themselves, right? And um, I'd I'd like the opportunity for myself and I feel like they would work. So that's an option, something I'm working on. Um, And then massage rental chairs, uh, you know, just like at the mall, but in more convenient locations. It sounds a little bit sketchy, but it's actually really easy and super cheap. Um, So that's a little random thing that just popped up. And then um, I should have brought one, but, it's this really cool fish de-hooking device that's been around for a long time um, that, uh, you know, that really, it's got a lot of impact in the, in the uh, environment. But again, these are all just a p- tons of little side projects that I do with a bunch of other people because I would never do it, you know, on my own.
0: So you got, you got a lot going on, man. Um, and by, by the way, I do a lot of business like up in the villages, which is the largest adult over age 55 community in in the country probably the world honestly um your golf cart rental idea would be legit up there so (laughs) (laughs) i'm just just legit down here in southeast florida too right every other person wants a golf cart until they own one and then they never. to be honest i feel like
2: we could it'd be great to like cut and then just have like the latest headline in the village's most recent um uh, like headlines because they have the in- the most insane headlines out there because it's like a giant spring break an eternal spring break for them they've got um, some uh, I,
0: they're, like they're they've got some bad reputation <laughs> have
2: something. you have you heard about it doc I'm still stuck on
1: I'm, I was Damn in my mind man. starting to create like <laughs> uh, uh, massage beach chairs. That's where my brain started to go because I'm like, oh, we're at a beat. So that would be a good idea. See, so I was saying how we can work together, right? Like that was the thing I was going with.
2: Yeah, perfect. Even better. I, we'll I was, to, I was we'll thinking. Have to a like,
1: idea though before we release
0: this episode. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I was sitting there like, hey, Doc's only like a decade away or so. From <laughs> he might be. Oh, God. <laughs> he might be part of those headlines soon, dude. Yeah, right, you brought up. You got to share it. Come on, just put it out there what's that the the villages right oh yeah
2: um we got to find one can i show something on here um you might be able to share a screen yeah we have that set up doc you'd be the first of our youtube guests to share their
0: screen so better be careful what you share
1: what i am saying is uh there's been some fun stuff on the screen already, so if you're not watching on YouTube, you're already behind in this this game. Right. Well, so we're gonna we describe
0: do- this though for our listeners. We're gonna we're gonna just give them the best description. Oh, it's a Google page! It's amazing. Yeah. You've never seen it before in your life.
2: Uh, let's see do I need to like rush through this or do you think there will well, be able to chop some things? I'm going to ask you a question
0: while you're doing it. We're going to see okay. how good you are at multitasking. Cause you got all these projects you're juggling. So I want to know kind of like, how do you juggle everything all at once? And yeah, you better be pulling up that headline as you're answering, man. Yeah.
2: Um, no pressure, but there's to be pressure. honest, I tell myself I love to, um, uh, that i love to multitask and that i can do it as you can see in this explanation as uh, i'm reading and talking at the same time but it's not working i have to kind of quit so it's just a lot of things going on at once um i mean you, even the way i i, I cook breakfast i'm <laughs> cooking breakfast cleaning the dishes prepping the the lunch and i'm like moving around because i'm like i love the chaos and i love doing that and in my mind i feel like i get thing more things done so To be honest, I don't know how more efficient is, but it's basically just doing everything at once. (laughs) So I hate to break it to
1: you. Not that efficient for our brains. There actually is no such thing as multitasking. Um, Our brain can't process two things at once. It actually splits back and forth between those things. The plus, though, is our brain is very efficient, so it can do it very rapidly. Uh, But every time that we go back and forth between those activities, there is a little bit of a lag and there is a little bit of something that gets lost. So you can still do it very efficiently because our brain is so powerful uh but there really is no such thing as multitasking when it comes to our brain it doesn't process those two things exactly at the same time
0: yeah i'm i'm just picturing like a uh i love
2: hearing that thank you now i understand
0: uh, yeah i'm here for yeah yeah he's, he's 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 good for that stuff uh, I got this picture in my head, Dan, of, like, you making breakfast and lunch and, like, you get an omelet and, like, you
2: mistakenly put, like, couscous or something in your omelet. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you, got some... the, you know, the funniest thing is, like, Caroline will go into the kitchen again. She's my other half. And um, she'll be like, were you on the phone? I'm like, why? She's like, look. And, like, the doors are open or, like, the ketchup's in the cabinet. And it's, like, <laughs> the worst thing in the world. Uh, and that is
0: how our keys end up in the freezer folks that's
2: that's, dude every time i lose something i go ahead and i check the freezer like i'm like there's no way yeah um village news i guess it's not i can't find something if i if it can pop up later um
1: so this is where i would say if you are following us in the entrepreneur mastery lab dan dan the mortgage massage money man uh, <laughs> is also a member of that group and he can send that thing right into the lab so we can just show you there meet us in the lab after and that's where you'll see it oh, that's
2: right villager with wine bottle and car crashes into sign at village of Linden um, villager fights neighbor to keep off of sidewalk <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> that's my sidewalk <laughs>
2: Are these just Florida
1: uh, man headlines? I, I feel like they're random villages like from all crazy, over the world. Yeah.
2: <laughs> There's the craziest like Florida man headlines but specifically with the senior um and the ones that live there. I mean, the to be honest, the most of the ones that I've see, that I saw last time I, I was messing around with this was was just a lot of like how do I say it? It's not like sexy time and and in, uh involved things, right? Like getting caught in some area and it's like a Eighty-year-old and a fifty-year-old, or you know, it's just the most random thing out there. It's insane. Yeah. I love it. I, I, I kind of get spring, jealous of how you're... they just live that spring break. Yeah, eternally. Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: that, that's it. It's just a spring break. And I I know some great people up in the villages. I, I'll mm-hmm. joke it aside. I've helped some wonderful people move out that way, and they absolutely love it up there. And they love their golf carts. So I'm going to go back to that, that mean, idea. It. It's if a good idea. The
1: best ad for the villages ever. I don't know what was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spring Please break. sponsor our show. The villages uh,
2: not story. to get even more weird again but i think in, in um what about bio classes we went through and how like the uh the positivity rates of stds are like 20s college go down and then back again up in the um up in the 50s and 60s and then it was insanely high with the <laughs> the villages again so that's actually the headline <laughs> i expected you to would throw out there. Be. it's like nationally
0: <laughs> yeah. known to be like for per- population size like the epicenter of, of stds in that demographic um so maybe no notorious <laughs> right the villages are a little notorious that, that's that's how i'll put it but they have fun and that's important too that's it wait, you have to lose at yeah. that point have some fun uh, I'm, I'm telling you the doc's like 10 years i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I might go visit now uh so so dad like how do you when, when you come up with an idea, how do you, how do you vet it out? I, I mean, I'm curious. So you've got a lot of things you, you, you kind of are, are building out. How do you choose what's actually viable for you? So
2: um, off the rip, I just ask other people, right? Because I have this problem. I'm an eternal optimist in general. I don't call it a problem. But in, you know I always like to see the best side of things and opportunity, right? So it's very tough sometimes to try and shoot down my thoughts or ideas or whatever. Um, but not that I totally need to rely on other people. It just, I kind of gauge at how quick I'm able to convince someone of an opportunity. Um, and especially the ones that I know are what I call the uh, contrarians. Um, uh, I, I don't know if that's a real word, but we had, I, you know, I had a name for those types of people in, in our fraternity back in the day um, that anytime some idea came up, there was always someone that, or the contrarian, you know, shooting it down. and so if you know if i can gauge someone that's constantly like oh you know trying to shoot things down as to why it won't work um and then they're they're on board i'm like oh that must be something good pretty much um and i also kind of use that to see you know gauge their interest on if they would want to be involved on it right um not to say i'm like constantly like you know sneaking these things into conversations and you got to be careful or whatever it is right or like i'm you know, manipulating conversations for it. But again, it's kind of like, you know, I just do it naturally. Um, and then I've, I found that that's what I was doing and then I got back and I was like, Oh, I guess this is how I operate and how I kind of do that. Right. Um, had you maybe asked me that a year ago or two, I probably wouldn't have known <laughs> how to answer that. Um, uh, but that's what I would say is kind of like the most of it. Um, again, because, the ideas are going to keep flowing, and I either write them down, send them to someone else, or whatever it is. Uh, you know, Rarely do I fully vet things um, to push even further, unless someone else is really kind of excited about it as well.
0: Doc, do you feel like you're going to walk away from from our podcast today and like all of a sudden find yourself like the the owner of like the Southeast Florida massage chair on demand service or something and you're like paying Dan a monthly. I feel, I feel like I got I got trapped already in like being the golf cart guy somehow.
1: <laughs> you mean, Dan Dan the massage man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Doc, we're going to call it Life's a Beach. There you yeah, go. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm all in on the
1: beach idea. I think a, a beach massage chair just sounds heavenly.
2: Yeah, I mean, the thought was put it somewhere where you're waiting, right? Like you're gonna wait there anyway, you might as well have a five minute massage in one of those chairs. Like if you've done it, right? The mall is kind of, a it feels like the airport, right? And sitting on those chairs, you kind of feel like it's covered in germs, right? They may be the most clean places in the world, but it's just the thought of it. Um, but when you're it somewhere like at a barber shop or <laughs> you know maybe a doctor's office where you have to wait 40 minutes for them to see you, even though you showed up early to your appointment, uh, not knocking any 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 doctors, just you know, uh, but not knocking you, obviously, doc. But uh, <laughs> I'm very on time, um, punctual. You know, obviously, if you're in a spot that you know it's a private area or whatever, um, why not do it? It'd be easy. Five bucks. The machine costs two thousand dollars. You know, you you get your money back within six months, right? Um,
1: cool. My favorite thought of uh, the massage when you said the mall. I don't know if you guys remember this, when they actually had the people doing the massage and they had like, oh, the a yeah. little circle of people in the massage. There's always that one inappropriate person who's very noisy. <laughs> and you're like, I
2: thought you were going to say the butt crack guy. Generally <laughs> the same person.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just wondering how they could fully relax in that kind of setting. But what you're talking about makes a lot more sense. You, just, job, had me.
0: you just had me thinking about... Um... I was just at the dentist yesterday morning and it's like man that it would have been nice to have a massage chair like nobody likes the dentist maybe I'd like it a little bit more if there was a massage chair involved
2: and you would assume because you're at the dentist that that massage chair is much cleaner than the massage chair at the mall
0: right
2: I, you know I, it just I would hope I always so. feel like I don't want to sit there and do that you know just because it's like huh, I'm, you know you put your arms in the things whatever right and so that's what you know thought it was a pretty cool idea.
1: I mean, it's just put some wipes. We, that's a new thing anyways, right? Yeah. Keep some wipes um, right next to it. You could just some Yeah. That UV, that UV wand,
0: right? They were really pitching that at the start. We of, could sell some branded there, right? wipes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're going off the rails yeah. on our conversation, right? Dude, I, I'm going to I'm gonna pull this BBC back. BBC podcast. Second. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pull this back. Dude, you, you talked about like you've got a lot of ideas. You're running a lot of things at once. You're kind of going back and forth. Um, you kind of – you don't necessarily bet things – hopefully before you jump into it, Do what, what's the good with that for you? Kind of like, what's the good about how you do things and how did, how does it help and how does it hurt?
2: Um, so hurt because I feel like, uh, there's plenty of good ideas that I just don't do anything with or haven't done anything with. Right. Like I've just always, I mean, this has been my whole life ideas, designing something, telling my dad to make it, whatever it is. Right. Um, I just, I feel like anything can, everything can be better, no matter what it is. Everything that I do, and I try, you know, it's always trying to think of something that hasn't been thought of before, right? That's the hard part, because then, you know, I'm sure the doc can break that in. All we are is a collection of our memories and what we're doing, right? I mean, that I may mean, maybe it just be a theory, but you know, if you think about it, that's really what you are, right? And um, when you're so used to doing something, it's hard to think of something that doesn't exist, right? To create that, oppor- you know, to create that, that thought, that memory, that that perception of what it would be, right? And so I just think that's a great exercise um, to just try and constantly challenge how you think and to, um, to think differently for it, right? Um, and in that comes a potential for, you know, for an invention, right? Um, and because those are constantly running, I don't feel bad by not digging deep through on things like f- pushing forward because I'm like, whatever, I'm going to keep getting more. Um, uh, but then again, the bad part feels that, um, you know, it's, so I'm going to miss out on some of the good ones. Right. Cause I've seen some ideas, you know, and I'm, I'm even trying to think of which ones, but five or six years down the road they kind of come to fruition somewhere else. And someone does it right. Which happens to everyone. There's always those stories. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not worried about it because it's going to – so much of my life has always just happened insanely perfect and most, like, you can't explain how awesome it is and how opportune it was and how perfectly timed or whatever it is. So I have more confidence in the fact that the most perfect one or the most right one will happen when it does. Um, you know, whether you call that spiritual religion or whatever it is, it for me, it just comes on that. I'd rather have the peace and not stressing out about it and knowing that it will come sort of thing. But, um, yeah, hopefully that answered a little bit about your question there.
0: I just can't get over. We went from massages to philosophy to spirituality in like two minutes flat. That's impressive. (laughs) I I don't don't think I could have drawn us through that journey. Yeah. You know what, what I heard though, man, um, which I think is real insightful and, and there's really something to this is just simply, uh, you know life happens and if we're willing to allow life to come at us instead of trying to control everything which so much of us try to do and by the way I'm a big believer in controlling the controllables but a whole lot of life is completely outside of our control and the, the, when we can start to accept that and have a little bit of faith which is really what you described right just faith that things are going to work out and turn out and and that's why you don't worry about fully vetting all these things uh, there's something to be said about that. I, I, I that's a rare ability. I, I think a lot of small business owners, a lot of professionals really struggle with that because we want to control everything. And so to be able to just kind of let, let go a little bit, and have some faith in, in the, in the process and in life, you know, it can be a really helpful skill for people to develop.
2: I mean, yes. And you know, something, you know, we really don't think about as well, right? Like in chemistry, we had this, um, this equation, uh, I want to say it was the waveform. The waveform just the equation to everything, but it may not be. But essentially, you kept adding, um, God, I don't even know the words of these things anymore. I just remember the concept of it. But you kept adding it—you know uh, an extra box to this equation to make it longer, right? Which is an, an additional variable, right? You add more variables, and the more variables that you add, the more accurate your prediction of some sort of outcome was going to be, right? And so if you think about it, Like, we know that 100% gravity is always going to be there. At least that's what we're told, right? And so if I put my hand here and my hand here, I know it's going to land there. There's no way it's just going to fall that way, right? And, uh, And so if you know enough of the current scenario and the past and what's been going on, you know enough of the system you can pretty much predict the future um, at least to a certain extent right so same thing if I'm throwing you something you know where to catch it based on your experience and understanding of how the trajectory of most things work right Um, and see I get lost on my own train sometimes Um, and you know We'll keep it going. (laughs) Uh, but I I guess it's basically because I really wanted to cover something else, I guess, that you were saying, which was, you know, basically if something else is down, there's an opportunity somewhere else, right? And that's kind of what's been going on with us in rates, right? Again, when you try and think outside of what you're used to, it's tough. But again, I try to make it everyday practice of how do I can make something else better? And in in doing so, what I'm thinking through is how do I, you know. Thinking of something that doesn't exist was which is, which is just good practice, right? So, I use trying to make something better to make you know to strengthen my thinking outside of the box capabilities, right? <clears throat> and mortgage rates are going up, right? So, um and I'm, I've been thinking, all right, what does that mean? That means people are going to be less likely to sell, which is going to be less homes on the market. We already are short five million homes, right? That short is coming from the birth rates in the 80s. So nothing's going to It's going to keep driving us because we have another two years that in the late 80s uh, birth rates were higher than the year before. We're five million homes short. In the last 12 years, I believe, we've only built seven million. So it takes a long time to build that many. And with rates going up, people are less likely to sell. People are not going to be able to afford as much of the uh, of that real estate Uh, between seven to 11 to 25 percent, depending on the market. Of homes were bought by investors. So homes will still get bought. They're not gonna be, you know, bought by your traditional, you know, homeowner for the most part. And so that means that there's a big opportunity in rent, right? So if there's if I see a big opportunity in rent, that means there's gonna be people with lots of other money and lots of finance that know that as well because they pay for that research, right? And so we found that. In the past, Wall Street used to find used to buy, you know, apartment buildings. And now that we can all work remotely, we, we have bigger families, we, we wanna have more room. Um, that's where the American wants to go. They're no longer buying apartment buildings. They're now buying single family communities. So they're, they're you're anywhere from like one where just where we just placed with 600 units, it was gonna be about 300 <coughs> single family homes and 300 townhomes all gonna be for rent, which is insane, right? Um, We're talking about 110 acres. um, And so 600 units in an apartment building, you know, that could take up less than city block, right? maybe a quarter or or a half of it. Um, So these are gigantic developments and homes still need to be built. Someone else is doing it. So we figured how to get ourselves in there. Um, And so while it's getting tighter to be the lender for your general consumer, it's insanely easier to be able to place deals and put together things between, you know, in our case, Wall Street and these types of, of opportunities, these developers, people that own land, that sort of thing, right? And that all came from, uh, you know, it sounded like I ended there, but that really was a product of thinking through, you know, with the loans that we do for our builders, what kind of problems do they have? What is slowing them down from doing more loans? Because we see that they're making money if they're using our loan, right? like that, our, debt, our debt in that space, right? When we're giving them a loan, it's because they're gonna make money on something and we want them to do more of it, right? Because that means they make more money, that means we make more money, right? And so we saw, all right, if they're building three homes and now they start using our loans, they're building eight or nine, after that becomes 20 or 30, but then they're selling 20 to 30 individual homes. And so we're thinking, okay, how do we get them to build 40 homes all at once, all the same finishes? How does that work, right? And what happens there is there, you know, that's how we found the built for rent operators. Uh, You know, the Wall Street funds that are buying those things created that, you know, segue. And even aside from that, we're wondering, you know, what else is slowing these guys down? Supplies, right? All right. So if I'm working with one guy that's got 20 homes he's building a year and another guy that's building 2,000 homes. Well, since they're both kind of working with me can't they just name me when they go place an order for their cement or their windows or their roofs? Right. So now my guy that's got 2000 homes is also getting the same amount of order strength as our other guy. That's got 5,000 homes. And then it's also helping our guy that's got, you know, 20 homes that he's, you know, he's working on. So it just, how to expand further, you know, again, it all stems from how do we fix, right? Even if it's not broken, how do we fix it? how do we make it more fixed? Right. Um, I'm trying to think of a funny way to describe it. That doesn't make sense, but, um, and you know, just thinking, (laughs) what's it more More fixy? Yeah, there we go. Um, and you know, kind of just working through that, uh, through that process. And again, that's how we fell into that space was just by thinking through if we're helping our clients get the loan. Great. Now, let's try and find them deals, right? Who else do we know that has land or whatever, right? Put them in front of them. Because if they, they take our loan for the deal that we send them, um, great. If they don't, even whatever. Because we, got, we gave them some value, right? <clears throat> and it just kept going from there and there. And so much of this has, has just transformed over about two months. And it's in, in, insanely fast. And uh, I'm just uh, very grateful for this opportunity here.
1: Uh, <laughs> Sounds like more and more collaboration. I think what we were talking about earlier, right? Like kind of connecting and collabing. Yeah. So speaking of David, um, how would our guests find you, David?
2: That's it, <laughs> a call back, by the way. Um, Dan, 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 the money man. Um, so my Instagram handles here on the um, on the screen. Sorry if you guys been here. My my uh, my voice click or my mouth clicked this whole time, but. That Diet Coke dried me up. Um, I believe we'll have a my Calendly link um, sent out or, or, or distributed somehow if you'd like to schedule a call. Um, but pretty much if you Google me, I, I try to put my number and, and stuff everywhere. So call, text, email, whatever works for you. I'm happy to chat. Maybe you have something that could be more fixed. I'll, I'd love to just think through it.
0: Doc's been trying to fix me for like uh, two years. He's 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 giving up, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Doc fixed me a bunch, so I feel like I'm definitely looking forward to that one-on-one. Um, and uh, uh, and I don't know. I was gonna I was gonna make a play on you know how you always make fun of your lawyers because every time you call them. They want to charge up the bill. I'm billing so, you right now, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. dude. I'm in the whole. So I guess deep. it was open. That's to why you. we keep
0: doing these podcasts, man. I owe this
1: guy so I mean, much money. When, when you signed the podcast agreement, you didn't realize. You know, you obviously, didn't read the bottom line that this is all billable hours.
0: <laughs> man, I love it, dude dude. Thank you for joining us in the lab. Um, yeah, like the doc said that you can find Dan in the EML, the entrepreneur mastery lab, the private Facebook group, um, contact info will be in the show notes or the links here on YouTube. And, uh, Dan really, really appreciate hearing from you, man. Love, love some of the ideas you got out there and looking forward to seeing what you get.
2: Oh, I'm excited to work with you guys on golf carts and massage chairs. So let's go. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Thanks guys. Thanks Dan. Great to meet you all again that was a journey
0: doc
1: <laughs> that took me all sorts of places. I did not expect to go. I'm still trying to remember his name, Dan, Dan, the mortgage man, Dan, Dan, the money man, Dan, Dan, and the massage chair, man. We're going to get it all covered. He's got a lot going on
0: there, but, uh, so some interesting perspective, right? Yeah. You know, I think a very different conversation than we have a lot of times in the lab here, you know, certainly, a uh, departure for some, some of the conversations that are really, really formalized and, and structured, uh, what we got there with Dan to me was just like, let's get some insight into somebody who's, who's trying to do a lot
1: of different things and uh, what that experience has been like. And I mean, this is the beauty of, I think it the podcast and everything that we talk about is that there is more than one way to do things and that we're all unique and we all have our different styles and you find what works for you. And Dan's got a great style for him. As he said that he finds that natural flow and it kind of just tends to work out and things kind of go together because that works for him. So someone that doesn't have that same kind of energy tries to do that. It might not work the same way. Um, and if he tried to do some of the things that like some of our previous guests, that are very more uh, direct on just the one pattern they want to take and put all that energy into that. He might not be as successful. So it's really finding what works for you and adjusting that. So hopefully people heard from Dan today that that you can try something different you don't have to just do the thing that you see being done in textbooks um, as the one size fits all strategy because we know that that's just not the case
0: well you know doc one of my favorite takeaways from the conversation truly was just like the simple i don't need to see something through to the end right i I think a lot of times in our heads we 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 get a book or we get you know something we're working on and we're like we got to see this through to the very end it's like no, nah, you don't necessarily have to read the last two chapters of that book. If you got what you needed from that book, for example, you can stop reading it. You don't necessarily have to go all the way through it. There's nothing wrong with moving into something. And once you're comfortable with what you've gotten from it, moving, moving on. And, and I think if we can all get a little better with that, you know, I think that's kind of the mentality that goes into, Hey, I can be more than one thing. I don't just have to be this. I can be a lot of things over the course of my life? Why do I just have to decide, like Dan said, why do I have to decide at, at 20 when I'm in college what, I, what I'm going to be and who I am? I can work through that and I got time to work through that. So I thought that, you know, believe it or not, might not have been um, the, the cleanest way to, to cover it per se, but I think there was some real insight in there that I found very useful. So, uh, hey, if you got something out of this podcast, do us a favor, give us that five-star review, give us a follow, a like, a subscribe, come join us in the lab. Uh, we appreciate you we're grateful and let people know about us so we can impact more people going forward i'm jb i'm out doc you cover the rest buddy
1: he's gonna go do something he's he's working on those golf carts right now he had to go uh also want to make sure that you know down in the show notes our website or inside the lab you can also find these free gift six methods to make sure your business doesn't fail so claim that free gift that's what it is it's free as you said, we can also find us in the Entrepreneur Lab or on social media at JV and the Doctor. And of course, you can always head on over to our website at jvandthedoctor.com where you can see the podcast. Preliminary can, design, doc. I can't read that. <laughs> <laughs> this is my preliminary engineering design. this is going. This is going, This is my golf right, cart. You. That's yeah. your. That's your architecture to traffic. Okay. Um, you can also find our illustrious blog over there on the website, and um, maybe JB's drawings of a golf cart, which were you know almost second grade level. So pretty good, pretty good.
2: Uh, this is
0: almost the Model T, folks. I mean, this is close. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might just be
1: the next Henry T. Ford. I don't know. And he wonders why he can't be one of the super friends. Whatever. Yeah,
0: uh, let's wrap, wrap it up, Doc. Let's we're go. out of here.
1: We'll see y'all <laughs> next time. Bye, everybody.